Hello, I'm Martin Park. You can call me Coach. Welcome to the channel. Today I'm going to talk about how and why do doctors get diet and health wrong. But before I discuss this topic, I want you to know that this is not my attempt to discredit doctors or in some way discount the importance of doctors and modern medicine, as I believe that modern medicine has brought incredible benefits to our lives. Thanks to medical researchers and doctors and advancements in medical science, we now have vaccines and a range of treatments, medicines and surgeries that can effectively manage diseases, alleviate pain and aid in our recovery from illness and injuries. Overall, modern medicine has improved our quality of life, extended our lifespans and given us the ability to overcome health challenges that were once unimaginable. So for clarity and disclosure, that is my opinion regarding the overall value of modern medicine. But that is not what I'm discussing today. Today I'm discussing how and why do doctors get diet and health wrong. And more importantly, what are the implications of that in regard to you and your health and well-being when they do get it wrong? Under normal circumstances, there are two ways that you will receive advice from a doctor of medicine. One, you will go to a surgery or clinic or hospital and you will have a consultation with the doctor and based on the symptoms and the reasoning for you being there, they will give you their advice and recommendations as to what you should do. And two, you will read a book or watch a YouTube clip or listen to a podcast where a doctor or doctors put forward their beliefs in regard to a specific health-related subject. In this podcast, I'm going to cover point two, reading, watching, or listening. I will cover point one, consultations via a surgery or clinic in a follow-up podcast. As a society, we tend to revere doctors. We put them up on a high pedestal and consider their words and writings to be the truth, truthful. And as such, they are above any reproach, so we automatically trust them and their advice. Unfortunately, this is a wrong approach, as doctors, like all human beings, are fallible and are subject to the limitations of their individual knowledge, practical experience and inherent biases and as such are prone to making mistakes, especially in areas outside their specific training and expertise. So within that statement we can see two points of potential problems. Let's look at point number one the limitations of their individual knowledge and practical experience, especially in areas outside their specific training and expertise. This refers to the fact that doctors, like any specialised professionals, have a defined scope of knowledge and expertise based on their education, training and experience in their specifically chosen medical field. So as a result of that, most doctors have limited knowledge or practical experience in areas that fall outside their specific training. For example, a cardiologist may have extensive knowledge about heart conditions and treatments, but may not possess even minimal levels of expertise in nutrition or mental health. This is not a criticism, rather it is an acknowledgement of the reality that doctors cannot be expected to be experts in all areas of healthcare as medicine is a vast field with numerous subspecialties and evolving research, and therefore it is unrealistic to expect doctors to have extensive knowledge and practical experience in every aspect of health and wellness. Let's now look at point number two, flawed or incorrect biases. And it is important to note that their biases are not necessarily intentional or malicious, as they are often a natural byproduct of their personal experiences. If a doctor has had a particularly successful outcome with a certain treatment or approach, 
or alternatively, they have had negative experiences with alternative approaches, this can influence their preferences and recommendations. And these preferences can then lead to confirmation bias, which causes them to seek and interpret information that confirms their pre-existing or emerging beliefs or ideas while ignoring or dismissing any conflicting evidence, theories or practices. And most times doctors will unknowingly fall into this pattern of reinforcing their biases and as such potentially overlook any alternative approaches as they now believe that they have all the answers. And this behavior can then lead to extremist points of view as we can see and witness by many of the YouTube channels that are run by medically trained professionals from various fields that are covering health and diet and wellness topics. So as an example of this, let's look at two opposing points of view covering the subject of how we should eat for maximum health. With on one side, we have the carnivore approach and on the other side, we have the vegan approach. Carnivore versus vegan plant-based eating versus animal-based eating. Great. So for me, when I see this, the first thing that would come to my mind, and I believe to any thinking person's mind is, how is it even possible that two medically trained professionals end up with completely and radically different points of view in regard to health? Mind-boggling. And it doesn't make any sense. Or does it? Well, if you look at it via the information of what I have just put forward regarding the limitations of their individual knowledge and practical experience, and especially in areas outside the specific training and expertise, and then you add in any and all of their potentially flawed or incorrect biases, then it becomes a lot clearer. If you take a person that is living a sedentary life and eating a typical Western style diet of mostly low nutrient dense foods that contain a high level of unwanted fats and sugars and salt and other unwanted nasties, and you put them on a well-constructed carnivore or vegan diet and also get them to become much more active, then for a period of time, their health and wellness and sense of well-being will markedly improve. On both these diets and lifestyle changes, they will have cut out alcohol, cigarettes, all unwanted junk calories and garbage foods, plus they will be taking part in lots of physical activities and most likely focusing on their mental and psychological well-being as well. If applied properly, the things that these two diet systems and lifestyle changes have in common are huge, but the things that are different are only two. One is plant-based and one is animal-based. And humans have the capacity to live off either of these types of foods. So what is the big deal and who really cares? Well, unfortunately, the doctors that have tried one of these systems on themselves do. And usually because they themselves were living a sedentary life and eating a typical Western-style diet of mostly low nutrient-dense foods and possibly drinking alcohol and sometimes smoking and they had become sick and unwell and their medical training couldn't help them. So they switched to this new vegan or carnivore or whatever dietary system that had some form of appeal to them and gave them hope that they would get well. And voila, they immediately feel and experience the positive change. It's a miracle. So now, born again and feeling full of hope and belief, they try this on some of their patients. And due to all the common reasons I just pointed out, they observe big changes in their patient's health and well-being. And when that happens, they are on their way to becoming an evangelist for their particular cause. And as their anecdotal evidence and personal experience increases, this cycle keeps repeating. 
and that then becomes their inherent bias, which will now influence their clinical decision-making, treatment recommendations, and interactions with patients, and also the wider public via their YouTube channel, or blog, or book, or whatever means they feel inclined to use to inflict their newfound wisdom. And in their defense, they are mostly well-intentioned. It's just that they don't have sufficient real knowledge to be able to see what is actually happening. They can't see the forest for the trees. And I would love to be able to say to you that this situation only happens to doctors that aren't trained in the specifics of nutrition, but that is not the case. There are registered dietitians, registered dietitian nutritionists, certified nutrition specialists, certified clinical nutritionists, naturopathic doctors, integrative medicine practitioners, and many, many others that I see on the internet and beyond that continue to put out their biased and misleading information and advice, which for me is deeply saddening. The problem with internal biases is that they can inflict anyone. Doctors, scientists, researchers, along with butchers, bakers, and candlestick makers. We humans want to believe, and we love it when someone gives us something to believe in, particularly when we are sick and unwell and vulnerable. And if that was it, simple as that, just a bit of advice that was probably going to help you and with no repercussions, then I would let it go and I wouldn't be having this discussion. But it isn't. While extreme diets and lifestyles can be beneficial in the short term due to how they stop you doing everything that you were previously and continuously doing that was contributing to making you sick and unwell, if you continue on them for a long term, they will, due to the nature of them, cause you other problems, as unfortunately they aren't the one-size-fits-all solution that you were promised when you bought into the utopian beliefs of the practitioner or doctor. So that is the how reason for how and why do doctors get diet and health wrong. But what about the why? Why do they get it wrong? Two reasons, either through ignorance, as I have pointed out already, or through arrogance, meaning they are doing it purposefully. And the reasons for any arrogant person, whether a doctor or an influencer or whatever, to want to knowingly deceive you will always boil down to the same things. Money, fame, power and ego and any combination of these things. The arrogant do not care about you at all. They only care about themselves and what they can get out of you. But enough on that as it annoys and depresses me as I absolutely deplore anyone who practices this type of behavior. So, if you are still here and listening, then I implore you to be vigilant and somewhat cynical in your attitude to what you see and hear on the internet in relation to your health and well-being and diet advice, as unfortunately the internet isn't your best friend and infallible ally when it comes to this type of information. And as such, you need to learn to protect yourself from the well-meaning and the outright deceiving, as if you don't, you will suffer the unfortunate consequences of being gullible and trusting. I thank you for listening, and I look forward to spending some time with you again. Bye for now.